We are embarking on a journey uh, that has defined generations. Uh, Last year, we looked at Daniel in the lion's den. I'm sure at different points in this church, we read uh, about Joseph and his technicolor, multicolor drinker. Well, you can forget the lots of those because Moses and the Exodus is the defining Old Testament story. Uh, It's the one that the whole of the Jewish race uh, defines itself against and sees the world through. Uh, Moses and the Exodus defines much of the Old Testament. It's the pinnacle, the highest peak of the Old Testament. Uh, It's a story that involves burning bushes and miracles, escapes, uh, the parting of seas, uh, and lands flowing with milk and honey. The Exodus is the defining story, and tonight uh, it begins right in front of us. Uh, Last week, we heard about Moses being confronted uh, by a burning bush, and we get more of the dialogue, uh, more of the discussion between Moses and God again tonight. We're going to be looking at what it means to be called by God, what it means to be chosen and uh, and led into particular things. But before we get uh, into the meat of the passage, I want to... um, I want to talk briefly uh, on what being called means. We're going to talk a lot about it. I want, um, I want to clear the air a little bit. Now, when we, uh, when we talk about being called, uh, often people's eyes glaze over uh, and they think, oh, it's not relevant for me because I've not been called. God hasn't called me. P's and G's, listen to me. You have been called. You have been called. If you're a student then you've been called. If you work in a church, you've been called. If you work in a bank, if you work in a supermarket, a shop, uh, if you stay at home and look after your children, if you're uh, unemployed or retired, then you have been called. And all of our calling is the same. We all have one high calling, and it's to love God and to love our neighbor. That calling might be expressed in different ways. Uh, My calling is expressed through serving and leading the church. Uh, The way I love other people and love God uh, is through uh, leading the student work. Uh, The way you express your calling of of loving God and loving uh, loving your neighbor uh, is through your work uh, in a bank. It's through caring for your family well. We have all been called. Uh, And our calling is to love God and love our neighbors. Turn to the person next to you and tell them, you have been called. A little bit louder, like you believe it, P's and G's. More of a hubbub. Come on. You have been called. You've been called. I I filled my pocket with mints, uh, and they're really clacking, because I had cake before. I just need to lose them. Sorry. I've got five mint imperials. I might eat them as we go along. But you have been called. If I, if I quit my job now leading a church uh, and I just spent the rest of my time expressing my love for God and my love for people uh, in a different way, God wouldn't be disappointed with that. I would still be fulfilling my highest calling. You have been called. Now, as we, um, as we get to our story of Moses, Moses is uh, full of insecurity and uncertainty. He, um, uh, Moses uh, is quite a fragile character uh, in different parts of the Bible. He, he changes and shifts slightly, but, but the whole way through, uh, he seems a little bit uncertain. Uh, and as God uh, starts to speak to him, Moses has one question at the start. Uh, Moses wants to know the name of God. Uh, in verse 13, Moses says, 
Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? Uh, Moses says to God, God, what are you called? Now, to us, that seems like uh, an unusual question. We don't know why Moses would really want uh, to know the name of God, why that would be the first question that he asks. But within, um, within Jewish culture, uh, your name doesn't just signify the person that you are. Uh, your name indicates your ability, your character, uh, what the mission is that God's called you to. My, um, my, my parents didn't think very much about what my name means when they named me. Uh, they thought I was a girl for much of my uh, mum's pregnancy. And if I'd been a girl, they would have called me Bethany. But as I, was, uh, I turned out a boy, uh, they called me James. Now, James means, uh, I googled it this afternoon, one who undermines. <laughs> the Hebrew meaning is, is one who grabs the heel and kind of drags the body down. If you want me to ruin a party on the strength of my name, I'm happy to give it a go. As a culture, we don't think through what names mean. We just look down the baby book and pick one that sounds nice or sounds in fashion. I think the, most, um, the closest we get to names meaning something uh, is the names that we give uh, to maybe, uh, the pet names that we give to maybe our, our best friend or our girlfriend or our wife. Uh, I've given my fiance <laughs> a particular, thank you. Every time I say fiance, you can cheer if you want. <laughs> I've given my fiance, thank you, peas and G's. I've given my fiance a pet. Rain it in my... I don't cheer when you do your loop thing. No one's impressed. It's <laughs> just tricks, mate. Ed Sheeran can do it. I've given my fiancé a, a particular... Thank you. A particular pet name. I, um, I call her my eagle. I call her my eagle because she's the best bird that I've ever seen. <laughs> Now, that, that I've called her my eagle, the best bird that I've ever seen, uh, indicates how I feel about her. It, it tells you something of the way that I, I view her and I relate to her. Her name is significant. Do you understand? Her name means something in that context. Uh, Adam, in the garden, uh, names uh, his wife Eve. Eve means uh, the mother of all living things. Uh, God changes Abraham's name to Abraham. Abraham means the father of many nations. Uh, the name Jesus means one who will save people from their sins. Names are significant and they mean something in the Bible. Uh, so when Moses asks God, God, what's your name? He doesn't want to know uh, what do I write at the top of the letter? Uh, who should I be addressing? What name do I call you? What he's asking is, is God, tell me about yourself. Uh, tell me about your character. Are you someone that I can trust and rely on. Uh, if you're calling me uh, to lead these people uh, out from the rule of Pharaoh, can I trust you? Jesus, uh, God, tell me your name. Uh, and God replies in verse 14 with this. He says, I am who I am. This is what you say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. I am who I am. Am. Now, that, that name uh, means lots of different things, and there's been some uh, speculation and debate uh, as to exactly what, but, but everyone seems to agree uh, on this. 
that I am who I am means that, that God is self-sufficient. Uh, he's whole. He's complete. Uh, within the culture at the time, people would uh, create bronze casts uh, of their idols, and they would bow down and worship them. People thought that they could create gods. Uh, God is saying, I am who I am. In other words, you can't change me. You can't influence me. You can't just uh, create me out of dust and decide to worship me. But, but there's an integrity in God. Uh, Moses is about to go uh, and lead the people out of Egypt. Uh, he's worried and he's scared. He's feeling fragile and insecure. Uh, and so the thing that he needs to know about God is that this God can be trusted and depended on. This God isn't going to uh, change his character. He's not going to change his nature. That the things that God is promising Moses in that moment will stand the test of time. Uh, the revelation that God gives to Moses matches the calling he's giving him as well. Uh, Moses feels insecure, and so God says, you are secure in me. God might be calling you uh, to raise a family, uh, and maybe you, you struggle with that, and maybe you find it hard uh, to love people well. Well, maybe in that moment, in that calling, God wants to bring you a revelation uh, of his love for you. Uh, I, um, I lead the student work, and maybe uh, if I were to worry about whether I could lead the student work wisely, God might bring me a revelation uh, that he's the source of all wisdom. Uh, the thing that God's revealing to you about his character matches the calling that he's giving you, and he uses it to support and release you into it. God says to Moses, I am who I am. The principal revelation uh, is that God is unchanging. Uh, just before uh, verse 12 and verse 11, uh, Moses um, uh, is uh, doubting and unsure. Moses says to God, uh, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Uh, later, Moses is going to say that he's a, a terrible public speaker. Uh, and that there's no way uh, he could ever go and speak in the courts of Pharaoh uh, and persuade him to let his people go. Now, if, um, if someone came to one of us uh, and they said, I, I have an exam in two hours, uh, and I, I'm worried. I don't think that I'm going to be able to pass it. Or they said, um, I'm about to go and compete in a race. I don't think that I'm, uh, I'm quick enough. I don't think that I'm going to be good enough to win that race. Uh, often our, our default response would be, oh, oh well, don't worry. I, I'm sure you'll be fine. Or I'm sure that you'll, uh, you'll be able to, to pass the exam, to run the race, uh, to do whatever it is that you need to do. I'm sure it'll be okay. You have what it takes. Uh, but God doesn't say that to Moses. Uh, God doesn't uh, get down on one knee and whisper in Moses' ear, his ear and say, you can do it, buddy. You've got what it takes. Uh, I back you. God doesn't say that to Moses. God says something uh, completely different. Uh, I love the way that, um, that Moses uh, changes and evolves over the course of Exodus. Uh, we like to presume that um, uh, as time goes on, uh, we get more and more competent uh, at the job that we're called to do. So that we'll, um, we'll study and say so we'll pass our exams, or we'll practice um, the guitar and say so we'll get better at it. And we expect that to be uh, the thing that we learn. Uh, the thing that Moses learns through leading his people um, out of the Exodus, out of uh, Egypt, uh, isn't necessarily how to be a better leader. Uh, he learns something uh, much more valuable than that. Uh, in chapter 33, verse 15, uh, Moses is worshipping God. Uh, and Moses says to him, uh, God, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't send us up from here. God, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't send us up from here. 
Uh, the thing that Moses learns uh, through leading the, uh, the Israelites out of Egypt uh, isn't uh, just how to lead better. The thing that Moses learns is that all things are possible with God. Uh, we're, we're able to fulfill the calling that God has for us, not because we're particularly competent or able, uh, but because God equips us to do it. God equips us to do the things that he's calling us to do. Uh, Moses recognizes his calling isn't an invitation to trust in his own ability, but more in God, whose name is all-sufficient. Uh, Moses used to put up uh, arguments and defenses uh, against doing the will of God, and now he knows that in the presence of God, everything uh, will be fine. Uh, he'll be able to do the things that God's calling him to, not because he's particularly competent or able, but because God is equipping him to do it and going with him. You're not being invited to believe in yourself and your own ability, but instead in the God who makes all things possible. I was, um, I was uh, called into church leadership when I was, uh, or to explore it when I was 16 years old. I can tell you uh, the exact moment and the exact time. But the, the trajectory of my life hasn't been one uh, of someone who becomes increasingly competent. I am, uh, if anything, I become gently more incompetent as the years have gone on. I am, um, uh, this morning I, I led uh, the 11 a.m. I managed to kick over almost every single glass of water on the stage uh, as my big size 11 boots uh, just kind of clattered around. I, um, a couple months ago, we had a baptism service, uh, and I, I kind of forgot to baptize them, and then baptized someone I wasn't meant to baptize. I'm not becoming competent. I, um, I went on a long weekend away um, over the summer, and I, um, I left my front door open all weekend and left the oven on. My house could have been robbed and then burnt down, and no one would have been able to work it out. I am not becoming competent. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I can only apologize, Dave. I'm not becoming increasingly competent. I, um, uh, I remember on the, the first week uh, of training um, to be a vicar of studying, I, um, I, I sat in the common room, and someone came uh, and started a conversation with me and tried to work out exactly what uh, a 19-year-old boy was doing sitting uh, in their common room. Uh, uh, I told him that I was trained to be a vicar, what have you, and he was a man in his uh, mid uh, to late 30s, if I'm being kind. He's probably more like 45. But he... Um, <laughs> I shouldn't be kind. He was 70. Uh, <laughs> but he, um, uh, he told me, he said, James, you're too young to train to be a vicar. So there's no way that you'll ever, you're just too young. You should go away for seven years or whatever and get some life experience and then come back. But God doesn't call us because he thinks that we're competent. He doesn't call us because he thinks, oh, well, this person has this natural skill set so they can do this. But, but he calls us because he's trying to stretch us beyond the edge of our competency so we can learn to rely on him. God doesn't call the competent. Uh, he calls you, uh, and then he gets you to rely and trust in him. You're not meant to be able to do it on your own. I, um, I read a book uh, a few years ago uh, by an American author, uh, and it's aimed specifically at men, but I think it applies generally uh, across the genders. Uh, and he says that the question that um, everyone is trying to answer is essentially the same question. He says that the thing that uh, makes us tick uh, is that we want to know if we have what it takes. Do we have what it takes to provide for our family? Do we have what it takes to love people well? 
Do we have what it takes uh, to manage healthy relationships? Do we have what it takes to pass uh, those exams, to, to do this particular task well? Uh, and, and we're always trying to strive and, uh, and prove to the world that we have what it takes. Uh, Moses is saying to God, God, I don't have what it takes. I don't have what it takes. Often uh, when we're called to do something, we, we refuse to do it because we think, I don't have what that takes. I'm not able to do it. And God hears what Moses is saying to him. He, he hears that Moses is saying, I, I, I won't be able to speak well. God, you want me to go and talk to the Pharaoh? There's, there's no way I'll be able to do that. He's always giving uh, excuses and reasons that he can't do that. And, and God ignores the question uh, and says, I have what it takes. You weren't ever meant to have what it takes. Uh, maybe um, you're, uh, you're a, a mother or a, a father, uh, and the way that God's calling you, uh, the way that you, you need to express your calling of, of loving God and loving your neighbor is, is by loving your children really well. Uh, and you're trying to work out if you have what it takes uh, to love them, that they need to be loved. Uh, and you're saying, God, do I have what it takes? And he says, I have what it takes. Uh, maybe you're, you're starting a, a new job or trying to work out a transition in your life. Uh, and you, you're trying to work out, do I have what it takes that this will go well? And God will say to you tonight, I have what it takes. Whatever it is that you need, whatever it is that you're, you're trying to uh, discern as the calling on your life, the, the thing that you're trying to work out if, if God wants you to do or not, uh, he's not worried about your competency, but he's telling you tonight, I have what it takes. So Moses, um, Moses is called by God, uh, and he's, uh, he's worried and he's anxious, and he, he asks for a, a revelation of God. He wants to know uh, if God will be uh, secure and provide for him. Uh, uh, and the revelation, that the thing that God's calling you to do uh, has a matching uh, revelation of God's character and nature. Uh, if you're uh, worried about whether God is to be trusted, he's telling you, you can trust me. If you're uh, full of uncertainty, then he's saying that he's solid for you. If you're um, working out if you can uh, love this particular person, you feel that God's calling you to love, he's bringing you a revelation uh, of his deep uh, love and kindness for you. Uh, and as you uh, experience that, uh, he's calling you not to rest in your own ability uh, and in your own competence, uh, but instead trust in God, trust in God's own ability and his own provision. Uh, he's trying to take you beyond the edge uh, of your comfort zone, beyond the edge of your ability, uh, not so that you can uh, learn how to be more competent there, but so you can learn how to follow him better, so you can learn how to love other people and love God well. Amen.